0: Founder of the Four Body Fit Institute and also the author of Goddess of the Core. And I am here with Sharon Fedeky or Feckedy, and nobody can say my name. I've been saying it wrong the whole time. You, you, you and you nine
1: thousand other people.
0: Oh, yeah, Feckedy. It's the hardest name Fekety. in the world.
1: <laughs> For Feck's sake. That's why in Ireland it's a perfect name. Beckoff, off Beckett,
0: <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually go. think
1: I've ever heard you say my last name. <laughs>
0: I've been saying it wrong the whole time. It doesn't
1: matter. I never That's heard it <laughs> to other people. Bender, you can't really screw up. <laughs> Beckity? <laughs>
0: Beckity.
1: Okay. Blame my husband it's, for that one. How much? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it right. You, nobody can. Beckett. Beckett. Beckett.y Yeah.
0: Oh my lord. One. I'm gonna have to remember F U C. Well, we're Feckity. both from New York, so right. I like that F. You just gotta think. Fuck a key, fuck off, fucking, fuck a key, fuck a key. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, the broken road to mental health.
1: Exactly. It's a funny book. It's a comedy.
0: We're a little screwy here in life <laughs> and in business. So I know personally, I've worked with you and you've done wonders for me. Mm. So thank you. And you've introduced thank me you. to so many beautiful people because I was new to St. Pete. And also New York girl, Jersey girl, yes. New York girl. We just mm-hmm. have the same attitude, the same lingo. I don't yes. have this kind of free time. Let's move on. Let's do it. So I read this beautiful book. I remember we were sitting in the Vinoy and you were telling me part of your story. And I was like, whoa. That was a long time ago, too. Two yeah. years ago? when I first met you. Yeah. We were just like talking. Yeah, yeah, it was like the
1: first time we were talking.
0: I just, yeah. bleh. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, she well. She has that aura about her. one Wonderful person to yes. another empathetic you know it and it's like you respect each other's story and then also the connection to spirit you, know, yes. you couldn't have gone through this without having a connection to somehow some way mm-hmm. spirit and so um I'm going to kind of break this down into like how you went through this so mm-hmm. you start you first start off telling the story about My father, let me say this, my father always used to tell me when I was little, growing up, he said, you never see a good kid turn a bad kid, bad kid good. You always see a bad kid turn a good kid bad. True. And when I read this about how you felt insecure in this person Mm -hmm. as a child and like really planted, Mm -hmm. as I call it, the itty-bitty shitty committee in your brain (laughs) (laughs) that... This insecurity and then mm-hmm. how it just grew and took over and like how it just got seated in your heart and yeah and then how it started to get larger with your insecurities and things that were happening and although you had a wonderful beautiful family and supportive it was like wow mm-hmm. it could happen to the best of us yeah to anybody. and you know and how you went through that process of not feeling worthy mm-hmm and even though you had all this love around you, there was something that you just couldn't get over. Mm. And it was like self-inflicting pain. Like, why did you not feel worthy? And then the ways you punished yourself. Mm-hmm. And the characters that were in your life... Ooh, they were some characters. That fed life. that belief system. Mm-hmm. The so aliases. The aliases. <laughs> the bent. <laughs> the um, bear. The bear. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Spokane. Yeah.
0: yeah. But then how you... you literally thought that you deserved it and how it just kept getting worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. and then not feeling created when you finally started to feel from I in mean, your story I was reading and that's when the depression hit when you were able to feel
1: yeah when all of the drugs and the alcohol was gone. right that's when it hit when there's no there's nothing else to turn to when it's just your thoughts
0: right So you have to be yes. with yourself you have to be silent and still, which are yeah. learned activities. Yeah, <laughs> not that's what I wanted society, to do right. at that time. So, mm-hmm. Right. I Wanted to be anywhere except in my head, but
1: I had to if I was going to get sober. If I was going to make it. So that's when depression came along. So anytime I tried to get sober, um, depression followed each time. So what was I to do? Well, stay high. Why would I want to feel? Why would
0: I want to feel any of that? Why would I want to be present? Exactly. This was your hell. Yes. As they say. That was my hell. That was your hell. Mm-hmm. In the deepest, darkest parts of your soul. And the Anybody Shitty committee it just kept getting larger and larger and larger. It was a big committee. Yeah. It was a boardroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and
1: I wasn't in charge. <laughs> the voices in my head were, yeah. It's a tough place to be in a, a depression. There's a big difference between being depressed and being sad. And being like, I'm depressed because I broke up with someone. You know, it's a really big difference when you are in a hole and you cannot get out of it. You feel like you're never going to get out of it. So time doesn't even matter because you can't even plan anything because you're always thinking that you're just you're not going to be there. You're going to be dead. Why would I plan anything? And people used to tell me like, I'll see you at the wedding. I'm thinking to myself as soon as somebody says that, well, I won't be there. Right. So that's um so depression is it's a it's a horrific mental illness
0: mm-hmm.
1: that comes from trauma. Right. Not for I don't I mean and I who am I to say that that's exactly what it is, mm-hmm. but I have been reading this book recently that I'm going to like end up telling everybody about and I, of course I can't remember the name of it. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, and he was this guy who went through depression, too. He was never asked, like, what happened to you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's always what's wrong with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the better question is what happened to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I remember Oprah did that on yes. 60 Minutes. Yeah. I told you about that, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Then you get that. Um, but what a powerful question to ask somebody. Because that—that that is what most, they're like, What is wrong with you? Why are you depressed? Or why are you addicted? or Yeah. But um, this guy breaks it down where he was on antidepressants for 13 years. And, you know, the doctor said, which was the same thing that was said to me, was that I had a chemical imbalance. Mm -hmm. And I was um, happy to hear that. I'm having these different thoughts about it now. So it's why I've been getting silent, going on my uh, little spiritual retreats. Because I think... You know, when you're told that your brain is broken, which is basically what I was told, you know, you have there's something wrong with your brain, we're gonna give you this drug, and then you're gonna be back into health. But it wasn't just no, it causes another problem. Well, for me I was lucky, right? And I said it in the book, like I don't think it's the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I and I would never want to dictate what works for anybody else. But for me, it was more about I had love in my life and I had a connection to spirit, mm-hmm. and I had um, my 12-step program, mm-hmm. so I had community, and I had 20 milligrams of Prozac for six months, and then I was okay, and then I never took them again, Right, but that's what happened to me. That's not what happens to everybody else, right. you know, so I think it's, um, I think I can't wait for you all to read this book that I just read, because um, it's better than mine. <laughs> I'm happy to admit that. <laughs> Because this guy went around the world to all of these scientists and, you know, really having this conversation about, like, well, if we tell somebody that they have a chemical imbalance, which I've been saying that story forever. Sure. I've been saying it for 25 years. And it it made me feel good, but now I'm looking at it differently. Like, well, I I didn't because I didn't stay on the drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, I got better because of all of that was around me. You know, that I had a place to go, that I had people that identified with me, I had a community, I had love, I had support, and I had a design for living. And I don't think many people get that.
0: Right. And And that's what I was
1: just talking about with that hospital administrator today. About that, like mental health communities.
0: Mental health communities. Yeah. You need something. Right. Like this, like Four Body Fit Institute. That's what this came about. Right. We're not going deep enough. That's right. And it has to go down to the DNA. Yeah. And a thought, as we know, it turns into matter. Mm-hmm. And then when we keep feeding that, everybody should be committing, mm-hmm. and it starts to create a reality, but where did that first seed come from? Where was it planted? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what this is, the 4 body fit method, as you know, mm-hmm. um, what I do. And the clinical research of that was, you know, from my experience also, was Where did I first disconnect from spirit? Why am I not silent and still? Why don't I want to be in my body? Mm -hmm. What happened to me where I disconnected? Mm -hmm. Why did I disconnect? Why did I stop listening? And then mentally, what were the belief systems that took me further away from this? From society, religion, your culture. And then emotionally, why do I continually punish myself with drugs, alcohol, bad relationships? (laughs) <laughs> and then physically, why do I consistently resist this love? Why do I keep picking the same actors and actresses in my life that tell me I'm not worthy? So I was laughing. I was, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, what a reflection, you know, going yeah, that, through this. It's yeah. like, whoa. That's when my
1: boyfriend had a girlfriend. Show. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I had to get quiet and not or, blame anybody else anymore.
0: Or the pain kept getting worse. Yeah. Stronger and stronger mm-hmm. and stronger. And it's like, that just goes to show how strong you are too. But then also the, the resilience of then just flipping that over turning your pain into power. And it's mm-hmm. like, what makes a person able to heal mm-hmm. and not heal? Right. Why can some people do it? And then why some people are having such a hard time? Mm-hmm. And, you know, for you, for me, it was always going back to from from re- is the spiritual connection that you found that starting off with the spiritual body first and then working down to the physical and then how it started to manifest for you physically mm-hmm. about your work and then your husband and about all the things that you started to attract. Like, mm-hmm. As they say, the law of attraction, but it first came from that. I surrender. Mm-hmm. I'm not in control. You know, the ego always wanted control with the drugs and the alcohol and just keep, keep, keep the self-inflicting pain.
1: Mm-hmm. And I surrender looks like this, yeah. not like this.
0: I open to. May my eyes, ears, and heart be open to receive you. How can I be of best service to spirit today? When I'm of service to spirit, I'm of service to myself. That's true. And this is of service. Yeah. So telling your story, you know, being brave enough to tell the story is being of service because your words affect people. You're consciousness of, you know, even reading this and identifying yourself. I, I can identify with that. Everyone can identify with something in this. right, because they identify, oh I'm not crazy, I'm not, I'm I'm not missing it. If she's, you know, they're only seeing the outcome of the work being done. Right. So, People sometimes don't want to look deep enough to go, well, how did she do that? Well, it's a lot of work. A lot of work. It's a lot of discipline. A lot it's, a of lot discipline. Of love. it's a lot of self-love. a lot of self-love. It's a love. lot of editing. It's a lot of editing. It's <laughs> no longer of service. <laughs> so it's funny how, you know, mm-hmm. you and knowing you, like, you know, as tough as we are, it's like it just reflects in the book the characters in your life. Like you literally getting the shit beat out of you you're you're doing it to yourself mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like something just shifts and um and I just, you know, love how you talk about your parents and like how you were just so unconscious like you didn't mean to hurt them and it was just yeah. like like they were there for you and but for people who want who don't what about people who don't have somebody there for them, you know, and then it just mm-hmm. goes deeper and you know, even in my clinical research we're thinking that we're getting better and we're not mm-hmm. like as a society that's why mental health has gotten worse is because antidepressants have more than doubled so people are just popping pills because they're not happy well happiness is work
1: yeah and i don't think that that gets expressed enough as it should mm-hmm. um i'm sure that we we know some good doctors out there right um thankfully and i don't and i just had this conversation with this um hospital administrator it's, vice president, which I'm always thrilled that it's a woman. And, you know, if you go to a primary care doctor, his specialty is not depression, addiction. Yeah. You know? So, if you come in and you have anxiety, or if you have depression, you know, it's a script, more than likely, yep. and and hopefully a referral mm-hmm. to somebody that can help right. you, because talk therapy is huge. I mean, you, ha- you have to be able to talk to somebody. And, um, And I think I say it in the book, but, you know, if you don't feel a connection with somebody, Mm -hmm. you should pay attention to that, you know? And that's, um, of course, my parents are thrilled the book is out because, you know, they get to talk about what they went through. And um, they did go through a lot, but, you know, they have reminded me of all the therapists that they took me to. (laughs) You know, Polly won a cracker. Um, She was a Manhattanite, you know, on Park Avenue, and they thought if they took me to somebody you know, that was fancy and, you know, that that would do it. Little did I know, I wish I had have known that she was just like me Mm -hmm. at one time. She Mm -hmm. was an addict, Mm -hmm. but she didn't tell me that. So I thought she was a (laughs) doodle. because I didn't want to be around somebody that was on Park Avenue or attractive. I wanted somebody on On my level level. at that time. So there were so many um, therapists and counselors and rehabs and, You know, mental institutions, whatever they called them at the time. But, yeah, I mean, and that was 25 years ago. Right. So what has happened for 25 years? Mm -hmm. You know, it was daily work. Every day. Like, it doesn't stop. No. You know, I rode my bike today. I meditated. I waited for a dolphin. It's a muscle. He didn't come. Today. He didn't come today. No, not today. Okay. But he has come. Many times. And it is. It's something you have to work on every day. Muscle first. Yeah. So we're going to do an event. Hmm? Me and you. We're going to do an event here.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. November 7th. Next week. Yes. Right? Oh God, it's November, Friday. From 530 to 7. Yes. We're going to so talk about, about yeah, mental stress. Right.
1: With the holiday blues. Some people have a really hard time this time of year. Oh,
0: absolutely. I do because uh, for me, Christmas was when I had my near death experience, mm-hmm. my loss. And it's funny when we talk about trauma, the body remembers, you know? Mm-hmm. And every Christmas I'd be like, why I, shouldn't I yeah. be happy? And mm-hmm. it was the day that you know mm-hmm. I lost yes. a child and passed over, but it was the most beautiful time in my life um, because it brought me back to me, my true authentic self. Because yes. I knew at that time, I knew at seven, I wasn't supposed to have children, mm-hmm. and then somehow, some way, we go out of alignment because of society and what culture tells us what have you and that's where for me the depression first gets seeded is i am not in alignment with my true authentic self and what my true nature is and i'm fighting against it and like well wait a minute everything's a contradiction in that craziness in your brain and also your heart you have to go out of your heart in order to survive and then all your energy's up in your head and then you're trying to reason with something so yeah. you've lost that connection and that's when the ego comes from fear and doubt that And it keeps you so busy that it exhausts you. And now you're out of your body and Mm -hmm. then that's why depression can go deeper um, or addiction goes deeper Mm because I really don't want to hear it any longer. And people suffer from that. I truly understand that. I went through it myself. I didn't go through it to the extreme. But sometimes I felt like, God, I just want to run my car into a tree. It's just endless. I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to be on this other side. Why in God's name did you place me here again? You know, that you save me? <laughs> and until I said, I'm here, and I better stay here in my body mm-hmm. and start doing the work, and that's why I'm here, to be of service. And mm-hmm. if I don't accept that, you know, you're being of service yourself. Yeah. Like, so you turned your pain into power. And those who go through the most pain, and that's why I always tell people who really go through things like this, you become the best catalyst to help other people and be of service. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the pain... Turns into power and the suffering. Mm. It's subsides. so empowering.
1: It really is. I mean, it's not. Um, I didn't write this book for me. I, right. I wrote it for others. Right. I wasn't ever going to, you know, uh, become a millionaire from Amazon getting three books. <laughs> <laughs> right? But no. I know that when I get these messages from people about how this has helped. <laughs> I love the humor <laughs> It's in the book. The humor's in there too. But yes. when, you know, I get these messages from people, how can I not how can I not continue to give back what was so freely given sure. to me? And I do and I would have I have to say this as much as possible, I would have never said anything if I wasn't twenty five years into this right. um, wellness uh, lifestyle that I'm in today because I think um, sometimes people speak too soon you know? Yeah, and
0: you talk about that in here, which yes. I really, I really see. Look at this book. I got it all <laughs> outlined. And it's like passing on dysfunction mm. from one meaning, sh- shut up, basically, what you're saying. You don't know what you're talking about. And how do you say it at the end? I was like, yeah. It says, when you don't know something, say, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Stay in your own lane, right? And then passing on the dysfunction. And that's what I see too in my industry of empowerment and what have you. It's like, oh, now that I'm healed I'm like you just hit the surface and now you want to empower others but you haven't done your own work yet and mm-hmm. then you're actually creating more harm than you are good oh, sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what you're talking about what's the difference you said you're an expert and what's not an expert and um, you know you can offer help of course and that's integrity you know to me to me in business, it's also uh, uh, um, the word integrity has to stand and it's not used enough. You know, you've done the work, you've put in the sweat, tears, and equity into it to mm-hmm. now say, hey, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is how I've done it, and I've got a record that proves it, mm-hmm. and not because I want to say, hey, I work for this, this, and this, but obviously people are responding to it because it's not only about Physical aspects. It's about making people feel better in their work environment and how to be of service. They're in the dang service business. Even though medicine is a corporation, it's still the service business. Well, I
1: just left the hospital, and the first thing that I told um, the people that were taking me up to the uh, the meeting, the big meeting up on the top floor, yeah. was that the guy at the front desk sucks. You know, like he doesn't make you feel welcome. And he, this is, I'm walking into a hospital, and I feel like I'm in trouble.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just by somebody saying hello to me. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't feel that way. You know, we, we all have to do better. We all have to do better. Mm-hmm. We have to do better with our community, with our friends, being kind, helping others, um, saying hello to a homeless person, you know. And it's easier for me because I've been through adversity.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. So you know. So I can look at somebody and say, that could wow. be me. Exactly, so that's the empathy versus sympathy. Sympathy is more or less you're putting yourself above them. Empathy is like, wow, that must be really hard and I pray for you in the light of God or however you say it that whatever this is, may you find peace or may you find a way to heal or get out of it or whatever it is, you respect it. Yes, absolutely. You don't judge it. Um, and I feel that that's what our society kind of goes, or, or it's like a disease, like, oh, I don't want to touch that or it's good or bad or it, you know, and it's like no, um, but let's define trauma. Let's define trauma. So for me, trauma is, and this is what I do here at the Four Body Fit Institute, and what my method is known for, is anytime you went out of your body in an uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. because you just couldn't handle it, or you didn't have the skills, or you didn't have the emotional intelligence to handle it. That could be from an over helicopting parent, that child has asthma, to a bad birthing experience. Mm-hmm to literally rape or something, you know, that's happened where it just, you know, took your breath away, it took you out of alignment, Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden, you know, how do we reclaim those pieces back, and that's where, for now, going deep enough into the, my emotions are in my heart, and they're stored in my DNA and my cellular structure, Mm -hmm. They're not in my head, you know, my head is, again, how I think is how I feel, how I feel is how I behave, how I behave is what I will manifest. And obviously, this is a reflection of this, and um, you know how it starts off with your changing your thought patterns, and then you were talking about gratitude, mm-hmm. because then you started to see the bigger picture. Like, wow, my parents are here. There's loving people. I have support system. I've got, I've got um, 13. Um, the AA program. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I always mm-hmm. say it needs one more step. 13. And <laughs> <laughs> that's why I put in 13 down the DNA. DNA.
1: To do twelve, you know. Mm-hmm. I was going to do twelve because of twelve steps, but mm-hmm. thirteen is the number. Thirteen is the number. It's the number. It is the number. It's a good
0: number. <laughs> it's a very good number. <laughs> yeah, it's a bonus. It's a bonus. But yeah, yeah we had that discussion on number thirteen.
1: Yeah, thirteen's a good one. Well, I think that um, what you're doing is amazing, and we need more people like you helping others out of their trauma. Because just when we think it's gone. Oh, it yeah. even came out when I wrote the book. Oh, of course it did. Yeah. So, five days in that room.
0: It took you only five days to write this?
1: That's right, people. Five, five days. Five days.
0: Five. Well, I did it oh, like God. a job.
1: I put myself into a room that was surrounded by aesthetic beauty, trees, plants, at the ring where we For were. You. Five days, dang. Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there had to be editing and stuff done after, mm-hmm. but. Oh, oh, oh,